Welcome to the Silicon Valley Beat, a police podcast about law enforcement life in the heart of Silicon Valley. We've already said where we're from. Sharing stories, interviewing guests, answering questions, and pulling the curtain back one show at a time. Okay, okay, let's get on with it. Now, to 911, what is the address of the emergency? Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Silicon Valley Beat. I am Katie, and we are here with Saul Jager and a very important and very awesome guest. Everybody, please clap your hands for Miss Kelly Nauer, our crime analyst. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for coming. Yes, thank you. Welcome to our office. Thanks. It's really nice. Very cozy. (laughs) It is getting a bit warm in here, is it not? It's all, it's Saul sweating from not being able to work them. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it took me, you know what, in my defense, I don't have a defense. Uh, I don't, yeah. So, uh, welcome back everybody. Saul has no defense. Uh, we are just going to, I think, jump right into the three different categories that we have for this podcast. First, we're going to go over a little bit of a uh, quick hit trivia, kind of understanding crime and Mountain View. And this all has very much a theme. It's around our crime analyst, which mm. Kelly is our, uh, what do we say? The Chloe of our department, very yeah. much like 24. Yeah. Uh, That's such a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll go into kind of spilling the tea a little bit about what modern day investigations look like here in Mountain View. And then we will uh, spend quite a bit of time behind the curtain with Miss Kelly, uh, who is also my office mate, who also loves cat videos as much as I do. So a uh, little bit of teaser. <laughs> there will be a lot minutes. less of me talking, I think, in this this thing i mean you guys is that been, really so bad oh we love you Aww. just kidding you guys have been talking <laughs> all so anyway okay kelly what's your official title i am the crime analyst for the mvpd thank you okay Woo. we got that now that, that we have that established that was number one <laughs> check off the box i'm just trying to go by the list I'm um so let's go a little bit, Saul, since you're much older than the rest of us in this room let's go about how we Ouch. talk about how have uh how has understanding how and why crime happens changed the way that we investigate and serve our community? So let's go a little bit of trivia here, how that's changed over time. Mm. Uh, we used to have this awesome light in, what was it? Cast. <laughs> this is like Saul's favorite thing, by the way. It's this elusive light that used to blink to call people out to go respond to oh crime reports. Right. And Saul wants this light so badly. So if it's out if there. If anybody knows where this <laughs> thing is, I, I will, yeah. It I, sounds like a bat signal. <laughs> Finally, yes! somebody understands me. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You're welcome anytime on the podcast you want. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, this is awesome. No, in, in all seriousness, the, that was like our dispatch center, right? So it was a light at the uh, intersection of Villa and Castro Street, like early, early, early times. And the light would shine and the officers knew to to either drive to the police station or call in and throw a dime in a, in a phone booth. You guys know what a phone booth is? I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> I used anyway, one once to call collect. And they would actually call the water district to get dispatched somewhere uh, to know what they were going on. And I don't know where that light is now. I've been told about I've never seen it. Um, but I, even if we had pictures of it, it would be It's like an urban legend cool. here in the police department. Really and we is. all know that people have seen it. We just, it, is it like our Loch Ness? Only yeah. not. It's our Nessie. Our, <laughs> it's our Nessie, Nessie light. I don't know. But yeah, how cool is that that like we used to be summoned by a light and now yeah. we are having people I mean and then obviously 911 became the end all be all which is awesome and then um 
I don't know if that was the order, like the light and then nine. <laughs> That's look. We are going real fast through the history of Mountain View here. We went from the light at Villain Castle to predictive <laughs> policing. That's where we're at. <laughs> and then now we have social media wrapped into that, which is a uh, pretty crazy. And then we have people here at the department, <coughs> Kelly, who take all of these reports and turn them into this incredible piece of paper documentation, whatever you want to call it, that essentially helps us understand the trends, helps us understand how crime happens, why it happens, where it happens, and then helps us in turn, you know, serve everybody else better. So wait, I have a question. Uh, Yes, Saul. What's the trivia question? So the trivia question is, it's not a question. It's more like a... A trivia statement? Yes. So... (laughs) You are so mean. I, um, I have I've to had build one cup all of coffee these. Today, I so. built all these things for you, and now you're just being a bum. Okay. So, um, yeah, we have a way that we respond to things and the way that we look at them, and that's changed over time from simply responding to crime to actually not only analyzing it and solving it, but using that for future um, understanding. And that's why we have Kelly here because she's the smartest person in the room right now, isn't she, Saul? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so that's a little bit of our trivia. Is that's how we've uh, that's how we've evolved over time in a very very quick uh, explanation of how we serve Mountain View. Um, but yeah, let's go into a little bit about I guess what uh, what do modern day police investigations look like here? And that's uh, that's our spilling the tea section. So yeah, spilling the tea. So Kelly is a vital part of that. Uh, I get to see that every day, and she does so much it's kind of ridiculous Mm. um well i think if you were going to map out how investigations happen in mountain view it depends on the initiation point correct right so some stuff is is uh proactive and some stuff is responsive right so uh officers they're out day and night you guys see them in patrol cars and, and whatnot doing their thing they'll respond to calls for service to help people some of those generate reports some don't uh, they, they stop vehicles for vehicle code violations. They stop people for a variety of reasons. They, Dropping in that traffic do, reference. <laughs> I see time, that. Yeah. So they do, you know, they do a variety of things that initiate investigations. And all that information um, gets fed into different databases and things like that. That we've Some we've had for years. Some are brand new. All of this kind of stuff. Then there's, there's proactive kind of information as well that comes in from um, detect. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give all the all the answers it's okay to give an overview this is <laughs> about being transparent Saul. some information of course thank you i appreciate <laughs> it is that why we're doing this <laughs> um some information in some cases are initiated proactively uh like undercover cases and things like that and we have several um officers that work undercover in in positions they generally don't look like police officers and we have detectives traditional detectives a suit and tie kind of thing so that's how investigations like enter the system right um, generally patrol operations, uh, hand over the bigger cases and the more sophisticated and complex cases and things are going to take time to the detectives. Generally in Mountain View, what's cool is that, uh, if patrol has the capacity to handle a case, they will handle it right at that point. And they'll even interact. This is something kind of unique to Mountain View and sort of becoming a new trend for police work is you'll have a patrol officer who will have a fairly um, major case and he or she will take that case to the full end of it if they can, if they have the capacity and they can work directly with Kelly crime analyst directly, right? Which is different than a lot of agencies. A lot of agencies have to like hand it off completely. So 
I hope that answers. Does that answer that trivia question? That was that wasn't a trivia question. Oh, that okay. was more of a behind the scenes look. I thought this was a trivia question. I'm pretty sure you can read. I know where we're going with this. Uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah, no, and Kelly, um you want to jump in a little bit and talk about just kind of how you work with the different units and you quite literally work with every one of them, which yeah. is extremely unique to, I think, a lot of agencies is that everybody's kind of uh, off in their own little corners doing it and at the end it pulls together, but you're right in the thick of it, well, which even, is awesome. You, mm-hmm. Let me interrupt you before you even start. <laughs> That's what I'm good at. Um, she also doesn't only work with the officers, investigators and things, but also command staff with mm-hmm. the needs for numbers and and all of those kind of things that happen, and records requests for she maths so hard. <laughs> She's uh, pretty amazing. So okay, sorry I didn't mean to. Interrupt no worries. Her. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. Um, I am not sitting in one place. I have a central location, and I actually sit with Katie, so Yay. I get to see a lot of people because everybody comes in to see you. Um, but it's nice because I do get to work with the command staff um, if they need any kind of statistics or crime trend data, and then I also help out. Um, patrol with trying to map out hot spots of where they should be um, patrolling areas. And then also I do a lot of casework with the detective units um, on property crime, violent crime, um, just getting a lot of different uh, resources for them and data sets and kind of going deep into the data, which is really fun for me. She's so special. I hear data and I'm like, nope, numbers, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Katie and I just completely checked out. Not true. But now that you've kind of brushed, I think, the service a little bit about surface, not service, surface, you are a service, (laughs) but uh, the surface of what you do, let's kind of go back a little bit and talk about just who you are in general and, you know, how, why you fell in love with this job and how you got there. Sure, no problem. Well, my name is Kelly, guys. Hi. Um, hey, welcome, I Kelly. Am, this, well, thank you. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Hi, Katie. It's Saul. Oh, I thought we were just sorry. <laughs> I Reset. Into, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, so I actually grew up on the East Coast. I lived in Maryland for most of my life, mm. and I went to the University of Maryland College Park. Go Terps. Mm. Um, I majored in I criminology and criminal justice. Do you know what a Terp is? No, no I don't. Is it a bird? It's a turtle. It's really cute. I had a turtle growing up named yeah. Squirt. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> Why can't you you just say turtle? Because it's a terrapin. It's a particular type of turtle. I think it has to do with aquatic versus land turtle, but I'm really not sure. I should know that. Sorry. Sorry. Next time. Yeah. Next time. (laughs) We will follow up with that. That'll be the trivia for next time. Our next guest is, uh, they got to listen because we're going to be like, what's a terp? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you should know that because you are also from the East Coast. But I don't know terps. No. (laughs) I've never even heard of that. Well, now anyway, you know. now you're smarter. <laughs> now we are half the battle. Okay. GI <laughs> Joe. So yeah, I, I majored in criminal justice, graduated with my bachelor's of arts, and then I started working as an intern with the U.S. Secret Service, and that is how I began my career in federal service. Um, right after college, I was recruited to the FBI, and I worked there for five years, and moved on to other federal agencies and worked as a contractor, doing a lot of intelligence analysis, mostly in the counterterrorism world. So I always wanted to to get back to the criminal justice world. And so I moved on out to the best coast, west coast, mm-hmm. and joined Mountain View Police Department as their crime analyst. Long story short, she's cooler than anybody else in this building <laughs> by like <laughs> leaps and bounds. And she can't talk about it. Either. She can't. Nope. I'm done. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it's been awesome, right? Bringing us into kind of the 21st century of um, crime analysting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Terp is a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, but oh, it has God, it has made a quite day. a difference. Like just the ability to be able to actually not just generate the numbers and give those to us in reports, but actually. Um, you're almost you, not almost you're being an investigator yourself and creating uh, like almost predictive analytics of what's happening, trending, all of the different things that are useful tools that make us better cops on the street. Yeah. And that's great to hear. It's good feedback. I, I think a lot of what I do is not just you know, being a computer and gathering statistics and data, it's really understanding the bigger picture and yeah. trying to give a human feedback on that information to make it applicable to what our investigators are doing every day. I love that. So that's what goes into being a crime analyst. Yep. I guess the long and so the short of it. So okay, let me ask you this. When, a, when you get inserted into a case, where is that case kind of in the timeline of, of how these things progress? Well, it depends. It could be at any step of the investigation. Sometimes I'm brought in right in the beginning, which is great because then I get to learn along with all the other people involved in the investigation. Sometimes I'm brought in on a cold case and they just want a fresh perspective on something, which is also really helpful. Um, but I think that's one of the great things about this position is it's always evolving and it's always different. And I love that. Yep. Good answer. <laughs> A plus. Yes. <laughs> so I think what a lot of people have in terms of their understanding of what a crime analyst does is very much defined by what they see. I mean, we, we jokingly call you Chloe because that's mm -hmm. what they've seen on 24. But like it, the fact of the matter is you are so wicked smart in terms of not only seeing something but understanding how it's happening and kind of almost incredibly with 100% accuracy figuring out how that's going to happen like next week or something. So kind of, I guess um, – what do you think is the biggest assumption that you've seen that people have about being a crime analyst? And uh, what would you like to let people know about what really goes on when you are doing your job? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think the most important um, mistake that people make is thinking that we're like nerds in the corner, like <laughs> pumping out data, like a computer <laughs> program. And that's just not true. I use all the data and I know where to go to get all this stuff. But it's really bringing that human factor in and kind of trying to paint a picture instead of just, you know, reciting off statistics and stuff. So also, I think people assume that we have fancy equipment and databases to pull all of this stuff. What? And that is so not true. Oh, my gosh. We have, you know, dozens of places we get our information from and none of it comes out the same way. So it's a lot of massaging the data, a lot of Excel spreadsheets. Oh, a lot of Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> oh my God, more numbers. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it's about being able to create ways to massage that data and make it into something useful for everybody to understand. And in a context they can understand because not everybody wants to look at a bunch of numbers. Not everybody wants to see charts. So you have to find out what it is that your, um, your consumers need so that you can be presenting them in the most useful way. Yeah. And like for for what Kelly has done that you can see on a public side, not just something that she shares internally, is our quarterly and our monthly crime – or not crime statistics, traffic statistics. Yeah. And that's been a huge, I think, game changer in terms of how we talk about traffic safety here in Mountain View and getting from you that understanding of what's going on where and how people talk about it and how they educate one another, which is yeah. Saul traffic which is great yes i'd also like to point out the fact that it just slipped through but you said wicked smart which is like a total <laughs> east coast reference yes so if anybody caught that that's yeah kind of wicked, that's awesome. Awesome. wicked awesome yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um yeah that that's my input on <laughs> no, the, the other part too as you were talking um you talk about massaging the data but it's it's 
that almost sounds like we're manipulating data into stuff that it's not. And what I've noticed with you is that the number, the data, the information that you're providing to us is not just, uh, there's been a 25% increase, you know, it's not this like, uh, kind of harsh, non-usable data. It's kind of like, you know, here's all these numbers related to this kind of thing. And based on that, then there's, there's other information that can be used proactively. So it's not necessarily massaging data to get it like a point that's a there. very like industry yeah. term right mm-hmm. and i'm like so not in the industry <laughs> <laughs> but you know so just just for, as a general as the general public hears that right it's more like no we're, we're really interested in working smarter and making sure that we're the most efficient that we can be um to keep people safe that's really the end of the day and so statistics and analytical um data and analysis of of numbers of whatever that is um, only helps the entire organization, whether that be collecting overtime numbers and figuring out, you know, how much overtime we're working and it's a wellness issue or catching a murderer. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So it goes both ways. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's really important because I know myself, I think of math and statistics and I just kind of do the thing where you guys do. You just kind of glaze over and you're like, oh my God, how boring. <laughs> she saw it that? happen like mid-sentence. Oh she was like, oh, there back. they go. It's true. I, you know, growing up, I was never great at math. I was never the one to be like, yay, let's go to math class. I was more into history and English and stuff. But I feel like you get to bring that sort of skill set in because you get to tell the story in a different way. You're not just handing over a bunch of numbers. You're saying this is why these numbers matter. This is how we can use this to our advantage and protect our community. And I love that you talk about like the hu- bringing it into a human aspect as well because I think people see numbers as a very black and white thing and it's I think you've really taught all of us that there's so much more than just what you see on the page and how you kind of use that, as Saul was saying, to, you know, go out and be proactive on patrol and um, also, you know, watching you do the investigations and just all that you do to incorporate those numbers and to help people understand how they can help solve these crimes is um, I think we're very lucky in that aspect. And I don't know if there's another department out there that works so closely so regularly with their crime analyst i mean literally we have detectives walking into our office mm-hmm. every day we have patrol officers walking to our office every day to come talk to you about you know a number that maybe just popped into their head and you're like oh let me pull that up for you and she's got it and then she can you know tell these guys or girls here's you know how i think you can maybe look at this mm-hmm. and um that's been a very quick shift in how we are so analytical with our policing in a very short amount of time because you've been here since January of last year and mm-hmm. it's been a, an incredible change yeah. for the better. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's interesting too because the, the answer that we're looking for is always a moving target no matter what. So although it sounds easy, right? Like, oh, well, you tell us how many, you know, crashes occurred at this collision, at this intersection or blah, whatever, right? Um, that doesn't just solve the problem, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so that's the, because it ends up being, um, a people issue, yeah. right? Always at the end of the day. And so, yeah, it's, this has all been good. So shall we, uh, hold on. Should we go behind the curtain? We are behind the curtain. Right? We've been doing? behind the curtain. Have you not We're been there. talking to Kelly? Have you not heard about how many cat videos we share with but each can, other after hours? I can see her. It's not behind the curtain. I was, I was hoping to pull. Are you, a- are you asking me if I need to bring in props next time? Uh, maybe. Oh, that would well, be I was really gonna cool. Ask you really, the most important thing, because um, we're going to totally stick to the script that, that yes, Katie obviously. Had. So, what did that you have I for? So what was what did you have for breakfast this morning? Um, what does I Kelly, had, the crime analyst, 
eat. Uh, she has healthy, the best smelling lunches, by the way, oh, you guys. I do. Oh, my God. I take food very seriously. <laughs> I think it is a really important thing to enjoy your meals. Um, yes. Why waste your time on crappy food? It just, right. it's not worth it. So today, I had a delicious bowl of cereal, mm. Crispix, <laughs> non-fat milk. I tend to do my carbs in the morning. Just kidding. I do carbs all day long. <laughs> But I did have a very healthy lunch. It helps, it helps fuel meal. her brain, her brain of just massive intelligence and knowledge. Yes, coffee and carbs. Oh, my gosh. Like mm-hmm. an athlete brain. St- it really is. It's the analyst. It's a mathlete brain. A mathlete. Oh, my God. I was never a mathlete <laughs> ever. Now you're a mathlete. Well, now were I you am. on Quiz Bowl at least? Or like? No. No? I feel or, like I was too scared that I would be the dumb one. I know. Malarkey. A lot of humility here. <laughs> It's like a therapy session. I know. Okay, so let, let's actually go back to this because, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're getting off. Um, what – so t- people people always want to go into things, right? They I want to be a forensic person because I saw it on CSI or I want to do crime analyst stuff because I've seen Chloe and I want to do that, right? What, what does somebody do to get into this and what is the reality of the job? Well, that's funny that you mentioned forensics because I actually started out in community college majoring in forensics. Mm. And then I realized I wasn't that into science. Um, so, <laughs> so you went to math? <laughs> so I transitioned when I went on to a four-year university to criminal justice because that was the common link through everything. I was always really um, interested in justice and standing up for the little guy and finding people responsible for crimes they've committed. So um, I kind of took a little bit of a turn there and went to criminal justice, but then I was thrown into the federal atmosphere, which was really different because while you would think maybe criminal justice and counterterrorism might line up a little, it doesn't all the way. Um, But I also think that's given me a really unique perspective in terms of my job. So I, I think that's something interesting about this career is that you can come from any area and bring your strengths from that area into the job mm. because it is such a fluid job and there's so many parts of it. So I, I think if you're interested about it, maybe go to your local police department. Hopefully they have a crime analyst um, and just talk to them about their everyday job because I, I do think it will be different anywhere you go. But I mm. think that's the biggest strength is you can really bring in your strengths from anywhere. So if anybody has questions specifically for Kelly, ask through so, through our social media channels, right? Absolutely. We could do uh, a, a tweet along, a, oh, ask an AMA. We could do, oh. I don't know any other acronym off the top of my head right now, but we could do it. <laughs> do a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, we would uh, yeah. we would love to have people be interested and be curious and want sure. to know more about crime analysis because uh, guess what? At the end of the day, that's the bread and butter of what law enforcement does and there's very few people who actually do it so kelly's yeah. uh very we're very lucky to have you and i will give a little shout out for our, my all my true crime fans um there's a lot of true crime fans out there and a lot of people are interested in that but being in this role has really made that kind of hobby a reality for me because i really get to give back in that way and mm. take my interests and apply it to my job and that's been really special cool awesome that's super cool all i right. think that was like the mic drop moment that was. Uh, yeah. How far are we in? We're good. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, if you have questions for Kelly, um, send them to us on social media with the hashtag Silicon Valley Beat. Um, we would be happy to answer them, and uh, we can even have Kelly respond herself a little I, bit. I do have one more question. So, yeah. Because your last one is good. 
My oh, my the last, last question. question you have in there is really good. Oh, I love it when I have good questions. <laughs> yeah. Go I mean, for it. Okay. <laughs> Ask it. <laughs> what is the number one thing that you'd like people to understand about what you do? Uh, that it is not easy. <laughs> it <laughs> Look, is I know not that. You tell math. me every day. It is not just <laughs> mastery of one database. It is learning how to take information from a million different places and present it back to your consumers in a really relatable and understandable way. Um, it is not as easy as punching a few keys punching a few keys. <laughs> it is not as easy as punching a few keys on the computer and having this fancy database pull something up. It's yeah. having the drive to actually go in and do it all yourself yeah. and pull it out and make it. So what you're saying pretty. is you have to work for it? You do. You really have to work at this. Lesson of the day. Mm -hmm. Boom. <laughs> if you work want for something, it. you got to work for it. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate you coming in. And Thanks. again, if anybody has questions, uh, we can direct them directly back to you and get answers back. And if um, you want to hear Kelly again or have a topic for a podcast, crime and analysting available mm -hmm. or whatever. I'm really worried that you're going to slip on that word and it's going <laughs> to turn into something it's not supposed to. I'm a pro. Come on. Um, um, or any other topic, really. We're always asking for any other topics or anything. Or Kelly, if you come up with a topic, that'd be awesome too. Yes. Okay. Um, let us know. And you can always, again, if you know, here's our disclaimer. If uh, you're involved in an emergency and you need services quickly, dial 911. If you're not sure whether it's an emergency or if you should call 911 and you're struggling back and forth, Call 911 anyway, That's and right. we'll figure mm -hmm. it out. If it's really a non-emergency and you have questions or you want to report a, a cold crime or something like that, you can call our non-emergency number, which is? 650-903-6344. And, of course, follow us on social media and all of our channels. Channels. Facebook, Twitter. All right. Until next time, yeah? Thank it? you, Kelly. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.